Welcome to the Naked Ambition Podcast, where we speak with the people who are making an impact in tech, innovation, and leadership all around the world. I'm your host, Fiona Triarca. In this episode, I speak with Damien Moo, the CEO of AAA Australia and New Zealand. Damien has been in the CEO seat since 2014, and before that, held roles at AAA as Head of Group Insurance, Chief Distribution and Marketing Officer, and also General Manager of Life Insurance. Now, Damien is one of the most engaging, inspiring, and genuine leaders, and actually at times genuinely funny leaders, I have ever had the privilege of meeting. I've witnessed him give many a rousing speech at AAA at all levels, and the awe that he inspires is truly something to watch. In this candid conversation, he talks about what it really means to be a purpose-led organisation beyond just rhetoric and actually embedding that in AAA. He talks about the transformation journey that they are on as an organisation. Some of that has been accelerated in recent months. He also dives into how the events of 2020 have given him a new personal clarity of seeing things in the moment and also seeing him connect more deeply to the needs of the people at AIA. I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Damien Moo. So Damien Moo, welcome to the Naked Ambition podcast. It is so fabulous to have you here today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Fian. It's great to be here and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Beautiful. All right. Well, we love to kick off with a little bit of a little bit of who is the guy, Damien. So our first question is coffee, tea or tequila? Well, definitely coffee at the moment, um, just keeping up and uh, awake at the moment with the extra hours on, uh, you know, given life is happening on lots of Zooms and Teams and other things, so yeah. the coffee to keep me going. But looking forward to some tequila this summer. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are as well. So, Damien, let's jump into it because you've been the CEO of uh, AAA Australia and New Zealand for over six years now. Um, And we know the last two to three years have been enormous for the business, a really exciting time, two major acquisitions, the integration of those businesses, um, and naturally as well leading through a pandemic. Uh, So tell us what is next? What are you excited about, about AAA coming up? Well, Fiona, as you know, I'm always I'm an excitable person at the best of times. But I think what I'm excited about is the opportunity that's coming off the back of, yeah, as you mentioned, some really big significant milestones in our journey around first the, you know, sort of the organic growth around uh, identifying a, a really strong place for ourselves in the Australian market when it came to life insurance, but then bringing a vitality to market, a world-leading health and wellbeing program, starting a health insurance business company, um, and then, you know, getting through a raw commission while <laughs> deciding to do a double, triple somersault um, and do two acquisitions at the one time, one in AU and one in NZ, so Common Shore and Sovereign, both, yeah. you know, um, very large businesses. Um, mm. And, you know, finally now getting to the point where, um, you know, the, we'll finalise the integration of those businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably the biggest turning point in that journey also was the milestone was when we decided to become a purpose-led organisation. So really what's next is now realising our purpose and our ambition and mm-hmm. the dream of champion Australia and New Zealand to be the healthiest nations of the world. And, you know, I, I, you know, from my little pocket of the world here in AAA, you know, we want to repurpose our nation around what we believe is the dream, healthy, mm-hmm. longer, better lives in these yeah. blessed countries of ours. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that purpose-led because I think it's rare, just having a conversation with uh, another group the other day, it's very rare to actually see purpose-led leaders and one like yourself that is so vocal really about this vision that you have 
for AAA. Can you tell us how that plays out? You know, how do you actually live that every single day talking about this purpose of AAA? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the first thing is, you know, we we start with it starts with purpose and finishes with purpose. And actually, you know, that was a turning point in our and a bit of a, a fork in the road for me was, yeah. you know, when I came to CEO, I was having, you know, the question I said to the executive team is, do you want to go on this journey? And they're like, what do you mean? But purpose is really cool, right? I mean, yeah. you know, Simon Sinek, the what, why, how, the, and I was like, no, because we need to understand that leadership is a privilege and a responsibility. If we're going to go out there and say we want to be a purpose-led organisation, then what we're really saying is that we care. And we can't just decide to care from nine to five and, you know, when it suits us. This is about, you know, taking, bringing a lot more of us personally and take, bringing a lot more, um, taking a lot more emotional energy than just sort of coming to work and saying, all right, we're driving for performance, this is it, we do what we do and, and go. Um, and um, at the time, I'm not sure everyone quite tweaked onto it, but then as we've gone through this journey, what's been amazing is to see how we've been able to bring that to life in everything we do. And we then, a couple of years ago, I decided, you know, when we talk about purpose, it's such a big word and everyone defines it differently. So how do we define purpose in the context of AA to give it some, you know, tangible stuff mm. that moves to the next bit? And that part of the journey was saying, well, the two key tenants were exactly what I said. I believe the one differentiator around being a purpose-led organisation and not is at the core of it, you care. You have to care. The second part was, though, recognising that if we did have a purpose, we need to balance that out by the fact that, you know, we have to be demanding of ourselves, mm. that we want to aspire to do, you know, continually improve, continually innovate, continually um, evolve so that we could achieve that dream, right, and that purpose. So we, we call purpose of leadership both caring and demanding mm. and we balance that to really make sure that we are constantly making sure that we make it safe and um, a place where, you know, what we do as a business is, is having a, a positive impact on society and moving us towards that dream of making a difference, the army of mad, and what we call ourselves. And um, But at the same time, you know, making it a safe place for people to come where we care about the individual and actually we want them to be their best mm-hmm. and help them be their best. And, you know, sorry, I'm going to just talk about this for a second, Fiona, yeah, because, go for it. What, what, you know, one of our things on purpose is we decided to, you know, put, 80 of our leaders through the purpose on a page to define it and mm. and come up with it because we wanted everyone to own this, right? And um, in doing so, one of the key parts we came up with was a belief. So we came up with our purpose, mm-hmm. you know, our, our, um, and, and within our purpose we also came up with our beliefs and our character to define who we were mm-hmm. and really debated that so that we had 80 of the leaders across AA leading the AA family aligned around this and felt mm-hmm. bought in. And... Um, one of our beliefs is embracing difference to make the difference, okay? So what we want to do is we want to embrace difference and we want people to come into this place called AAA, their, their work home, for want of a better term, and join the family in the Army of Matt. And we want them to not come in and say, yes, we embrace diversity and all these other things and then here's how you need to act, but actually em- embrace it and recognise that's when the magic happens, when we actually just you know, um, uh, embrace the difference we all bring. But um, that purpose, uh, you know, caring and demanding is really important to me because I think it, it signifies the balance you have to have these days as a leader, which is mm-hmm. about bringing both your head and heart. So, yeah. you know, it's very important to me, that part, the purpose-led mm-hmm. journey. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're already, you know, you said this is starting from the top. We're a couple of years in. We're being really focused on leadership at the beginning and then how we get this out now to the rest of the organisation. What do you think are going to be some of the challenges that might come up in the next couple of years? 
and how this, you know, there being this purpose-led organisation may be able to help with that. Yeah, I think the first part is making sure that people understand that, and why I say caring in the main fairness, because, you know, purpose-led doesn't mean just, you know, it's about the warm and fuzzy and feeling yeah. good. I mean, people connect with that because that's, you know, it's the why, it's the heart. Um, but what we do is just, a, and what we deliver is equally important so that we can continue to pursue that that dream so you know that's where the head comes in and um you know that's this is really about connecting the head and the heart but probably the most important um the most difficult challenge in all of that is the how yeah and the the reason i bring it back to that is Mm -hmm. because you can ask people oh what's your why and nine out of ten organizations will light up and their eyes light up and they can talk about it because it's that you know it's you know talking about what um the heart and when you ask people what what they're trying to do they can tell you that because that's their head but then you ask them how and they sort of sort of stop for a moment and there's two elements to that and that's really the how in respect of the values and the behaviors of the organization that you're going to you know demand of each other and the second one is you know the how is around how you're going to execute these things and this is probably where we're seeing the biggest you know to bring it back to a couple of things you and I've been talking about is you know where we're seeing true innovation and 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 disruption occur sorry to use those terms because um you know, things like, you know, the impact of COVID and others that are forcing us down this path even more so. I mean, talk about innovating, talk about being agile. How do you suddenly wake up one day and you've got to get 3,000 people at home across ANZ operating and working? And we did that within 10 days. So we really challenged ourselves. But what's happened is, you know, um, uh, people, customers, employees, you know, um, have all changed in their their expectations and now we truly need to sort of look into when I say achieve that dream, how are we going to create those meaningful connections and meet people where they're at to engage them in a way that's relevant and meaningful to them? Yeah. And that's not something that financial services has done, done very well. You know, um, yeah. we've, we've relied on a very strong distribution product-led mm-hmm. environment yeah. and now what we're doing is transforming and this is what I'm excited about, transforming to try and move to being customer and digital-led, right, so that we can be, you know, where customers are daily, where Australians and Kiwis are living their lives so that we can truly help champion that cause um, because that's not about buying an insurance policy and hoping you never have it to claim it, right? This is about a partnership right throughout life. So we want to help you, you know, be well, get well and protect your future and be a partner right throughout that life, um, you know, um, for all the, the key moments. Mm. So exciting because that's like that, that quadruple bottom line that you're actually talking mm. about and where impact is a massive part of that and really considering the social impact that you being a purpose-led organisation also has. And it's not something, and that's exactly right, it's not something that's being talked about in financial services a lot and it's where they it should be more so, but it's nice to see some of that yeah. being led from the front. Well, Fina, you know, I've talked about this, you know, and um, uh, and and thank you. You've you know been on the journey with us for a number of years now, and um, you know, have also provided me with some phenomenal reading. And I've got my, my <laughs> book here, and my books. yeah. And um, but it is about that. It's about you know. Uh, but I think people genuinely do uh, look to have greater meaning in their life and, and yeah. connect more with uh, being part of an organisation that is what I call shared value. Right. Yeah. This is about looking about what we do as a business and how that intersects with solving societal issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so contributing to society and value to our customers and our partners. And, of course, for ourselves, right, not shying away from that, right, um, accepting that. I think, you know, it's about being authentic 
and and as long as we can transparently talk about the win-win that we're creating for all, um, I think um, it, it really works well. But I think what we've seen, as you've heard me say, Fiona, is, you know, what, what has also been fantastic to see is there's been a number of leaders who have been, you know, pushing along the path and trying to, um, you know, expose more of the, you know, the human side, the care side mm-hmm. to balance the demanding. Because our society in financial services was all about the biggest, the brightest, the numbers, yeah. the, you know, the chest beating, the, yeah. you know, it was a very, very um, head place to be. Mm-hmm. And so I describe it as two things. One, you know, a bit like the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And it's not about Tin Man, Tin Man, but it's about the, the story of Wizard of Oz and I'm, what, what's in my kids. And, you know, just going, what an amazing story. And I, that's what I think about financial services in Australia. It's, you know, it, it, it's not, it's been looking for its heart. And finally, what it discovered is it's always had a heart. It's just yeah. been permission to use it. And so COVID has helped accelerate that, mm. right? So that's one of the silver linings is that, you know, you, it's not just about how smart you are and how, you know, what how big the numbers are and this, that and the other. It's actually, um, you know, about how you as a leader can bring mm. both your head and heart to the table. I think the Royal Commission started that. COVID just set it alight and um, it's given permission to leaders to, to show both that caring and demanding side. In fact, it's been expected. And if you can't deliver that, well, you're never going to connect with um, and build that trust with, with you know, Australians and Kiwis in their home where you, you're asking them to let you in. Well, why would yeah. they let you in if they don't trust you? That's just, I, I think for, of all the organisations that we've seen leaders speak like this, I have to say AA Australia New Zealand is one of the rare ones where your people really do, you know, from the top you've said this is leadership, but people at AA have genuinely grabbed onto this at all levels. And I think that's a that's a big leap from seeing people do this outwardly as an organisation to be seen as from a brand perspective or even for leaders to be seen to be saying certain things, but for people to truly espouse this as a belief of, you know, wanting to do the right thing by customers um, an exciting place to be for you. Can you talk to us about like what have you been most influenced by? Where did this, this is an external sort of impact piece, a personal piece, what has influenced you? Across oh, look, I think, place? yeah, I mean, my career, I, there's so many things, Fiona, it's hard to pinpoint them all, right, because you mm. get them. And I've started to really appreciate, you know, not just look for the big things in life but the small things and really value those small things. So there's been a number of things that have influenced me. It could be a lift ride with one of my team members. Yeah. Right? And, and that engagement in that going up four floors, five floors together could influence the outcome because I'm I'm far more connected and engaged to what people are saying now, whereas off, you know, as in my uh, more passionate, um, uh, excitable days, running off 150 <laughs> miles an hour and not stopping to, you know, smell the roses anywhere. But now, you know, I just value in that engagement to connect with everyone, recognising that every moment of interaction is something that could be of great value just by you know not not the you know the old quantity but the quality of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it goes all the way back to my grandmother. You know, and then, and I've shared this many times before, so apologies. Uh, but you know, I didn't know she was my hero till later on in life. But she's the one who you know influenced me the most by when I look at her story and how she brought the family over to give us a better life here, and um, worked in a factory for the next twenty years. Get up in a strange foreign country. I was born in Blessed Aussie, but mm. she, you know, came over in, in the mid of her life and, you know, just got on a train in, in, a, in a, a different time in, in our world and mm. got a train 45 minutes away at 5 o'clock in the morning to go work in a factory, come back. And she never asked us for anything, Fiona, but it was always just 
every Sunday we, you know, even we were all living together to start with, but then, you know, every Sunday we'd just come back for lunch. And I did that till I was in my mid-20s, mm-hmm. right? And I couldn't wait because, you know, I we just, it was just the first example I had of, you know, the power of working towards a common goal, purpose and objective and, um, you know, the power of that when everyone was aligned and my grandmother was the leader of that and she showed both the care and demand, mostly the demand on herself and the family just responded and we, we just all did what we had to do and um, it was always about the greater good and I guess that's where it started, Fiona, and then it's just something that I've been able to hopefully bring to anything I do, whether it's been the, my first job at Colonial where I entered the mail um, and, and in that all I wanted to do was enter the mail as quickly as I could so that, you know, if the, the call centre got a call, they could answer a customer's query who might be worried about whether their redemption or their life insurance was going to be, you know, processed. But then actually what the real other reason why I wanted to finish it so quickly was because the quicker I could do that, the quicker I could help my teammates mm. do the actual processing of the claims and learn all the other stuff. <laughs> so it was always about, you know, I think having that, um, you know, that, goals um about the greater good and the the, the team and, and family over an individual effort um yeah so i don't know it starts mm. yeah can i can we said something really nice you've said then through all of that I, around the listening to people as well at this time so this you just said it's this moment the last few months has sort of slowed things down for you a little bit mm. And you find yourself tapping into what's going on more at an individual level across the organisation. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm connecting in on on so many different frequencies and energy levels. How's that for a leader in financial services to talk about energy levels? Um, No, but it's, you know, uh, what I mean by that is I've discovered so many things by living life a little bit slower. Like at the back of our building in Melbourne is this beautiful park called Faulkner Park. I didn't know the. I watched leaves change colour, leaves over this period, all fall off and regrow, and and I'm just falling in love with nature and going for a walk and stuff. But also connecting into the universe and connecting into people, um, because there's so many. You know, we've got five senses for a reason, mm-hmm. and and I what you don't realise is it's great to use those five senses for more than just touching a keyboard, looking at a screen, you know. Um, listening to um, uh, in, in a meeting, but actually just connecting those senses to other things in life where you can bring those experiences from outside back in again. Mm-hmm. But with people, it is actually um, being able to absolutely um, do two things. One, um, connect with people. So we put a business plan in place, like every organisation. In fact, you know, I'm so proud of our team. We got together, take charge, um, and when, when given command, take charge and lead, right? Mm. And the pandemic requires that. Yeah. So within two weeks, we got together, we set our plan in place to give our people as much certainty and clarity as we could. And when we looked at that business plan, we said, hang on a second. People, that's great. What we've done is really good. But, you know, our first objective was our, our staff and our people, you know, well-being, safety and, and um, engagement. Uh, and productivity second one was you know about the business continuity you know making sure we could perform our essential services looking at our cost plans and the third one was then reimagining life but actually we just you know what that's that's just going to go like wow right now because the emotion out there is we're in a pandemic Mm -hmm. so what we wanted to do is connect the plan to the emotion 
of what people were feeling. Mm. And so we called it Survive, Revive and Thrive. And together we were going to survive this together. We were going to revive and then we were going to think about thriving. But we were going to get really comfortable, you know, reviving and, and celebrate that we survived this. And, you know, one of the most amazing insights for me was just seeing the resilience of people and actually giving them the chance to stand up and lead and giving them, empowering them to help us move out of survival revive has been, and then get ready to thrive has been really, um, you know, it's been it's been a, a wonderful, heartwarming thing to see firsthand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, connecting to the emotion of what's going on is really important. So what, we, what we've been doing is taking the chance to be the custodians of the question, not what, not why for a while, but how. Yeah. How are you going? How are you feeling? And we start with everything with two words. So people mm-hmm. say, like, How's, what's your two words? Because right now there's, you know, the sense is there's two things going on for people, mm-hmm. right? They're, you know, grateful for um, mm-hmm. their time at home but overwhelmed by what's going on at home, yeah. you know? Um, so there's this there's these polarisation. So these two words are really getting people to feel comfortable about just, you know, talking about how they're feeling so that we can get a sense of what's going on and then make sure that, the connections we've got or the, the work we've got to get on with mm-hmm. is bringing people into the room, yeah. making sure we're aware of what's going on for them mm-hmm. personally um, and that, you know, then, then we're ready to go, right, yeah. we, we, but we bring it in and um, it's just been a, a, such an amazing exercise. So I do two live streams a week for 15 minutes, to tw- sorry, 20 minutes a week and, and the, you know, I have co-hosts and guests from internal and external and the first two things we do is we all just share our two words, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's been good. Mm. It's been good. what are your two words oh well my two words um you know I, I, interestingly because they change quite a lot right i mean what have, you know, it's funny how much um things are changing so quickly you know you used to have some highs and lows you know a good week a bad week a good mm. month a bad month now you've got one hour to another right where you're dealing with yeah. hugely exciting things and then you've got this massive challenge you know like i mean this is complex when you know you've got the the lives of four and a half million aussies and kiwis that we we look after and um, and then you've got the 3,000 AI family members and you're worried about what's happening more broadly in society. So it's constantly changing. But the, the short answer is a little bit anxious, mm. okay, about how we come. I'm hoping forward to work and life yeah. as things are easing and restricting because we usually have a human nature way of just coming back to it yeah. and, I, and I'm a bit anxious about that. But then I'm hugely hopeful and hope is optimism grounded in fact so it's not yes. just optimism it's the two right and hopeful that you know we're going to come out of this um as you know um uh, as as a stronger community family across the world um and um you know hopeful about where we're going to be been the focus on people's healthier longer better lives which is our dream mm-hmm. huh? perfect Thank you so much, Damien, for all those generous perspectives. I think that is the nicest way to leave this as well, that those two words for how you feel about where we are right now and where we might go in 2021. So I want to thank you so much for sharing. There's there's so much in there that was short and just absolutely powerful, as always, every interaction. Sorry, (laughs) Sorry, I know you just going and apologies but i was going to say all my books i've got yeah let's let's do your last we'd love to see that my last question is what are the books that are influencing you at the moment any podcast books things that you want to recommend let's go well fiona i um i read lots of stuff and receive lots of stuff but again i just want to thank you for um you know two books that i'm i'm cherish i cherish uh one is uh elizabeth's uh from a stoic um seneca 
that I've been um, reading and uh, love that and I have it here with me. And the other one is the Invincible Company because we are going through a digital customer-led transformation and I don't know the answers mm-hmm. to that. I haven't done that before. So making sure that I'm trying to take as many learnings and um, uh, insights from others that have gone through the path before is really important. So thank you for sharing those with me. Pleasure. Thanks, Amy, and you're such a legend. I really appreciate it. It's going to be awesome. Have a good day. Bye-bye.